This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Thanks for hanging out. Roadshow Thursday. Back to it here at the Pinnacle Bank Championship at the club at Indian Creek. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. It is day one. The number to equal or beat so far, minus eight. And we are perched and parked here underneath the Herdad tent on number 17. If you're coming out, you'll love it. If you're thinking about coming out to the Pinnacle Bank Championship, do yourself a favor, log on PinnacleBankChampionship.com and make that happen. Uh, good to be with you and plenty of football and fun to get into. Numbers to dial up 489-1240, 489-1240 to access the show, 800-825-5865, wherever you listen to the show across the great state of Nebraska. You can also watch Hale Varsity Radio, the Hale Varsity YouTube channel allows you to Look at my uh, adult acne and and also make a comment on football. Elijah got uncomfortable to my left there. (laughs) It's like, I was just, yeah, uh, up close and personal. Connor is uh, snickering in the back there. But, uh, yeah, watch the show. Do so. Hale Varsity YouTube channel or Hale Varsity Radio Twitter at HVarsity Radio. Guys, uh, we're counting down here couple of weeks and it's gopher time nebraska will next talk to the media tomorrow coach satterfield coach mcguire interested in how the week of practice is gone any new injury updates will be learned about come saturday with another appearance by coach rule but still some shakeup going on with uh notre dame what's their next play Is Vegas, baby, a road trip for us in the future with the Big Ten Conference Championship game? What will the Big Ten look like from a scheduling standpoint? Do you move to 10? And uh, expectations for Nebraska football in 2023. Uh, Really good lineup today. We'll spend time with Brandon Vogel from Hale Varsity. Vogues checks in in about 15 minutes in hour two. Standout Husker wide receiver, part of Alliance Sports, Brandon Kenny. Uh, Wideouts have been on our mind a lot this week with uh, their their injury issues or missing practice. Uh, who's going to be ready to go come Minnesota? So we'll get Brandon Kenny's perspective, and then Coach Gary Barnett rounds it out in hour two. What's shaking, Elijah? I know you wanted to bring the clubs on. They told you no. I was anxious uh, as well. 
Connor, you're uh, you're in the air conditioning and you're smiling about it. How is everyone? Well, it's it's really not that hot out here. We it's do, good. It's wonderful. We do we have a breeze, a, and we do have a little lagoon here to our left if we want to go for a swim. Should it, it come down to it? But I'm wearing the white shirt today. I don't think we want to have the the wet t-shirt contest here <laughs> doing a, a radio show. So maybe we'll have to. I know they got the boat doing tours. We'll have to explore the option of potentially doing the Friday show from the lagoon from the boat. I think that could be some fun uh, because. I don't think they want me going swimming. Other than that, things are going well. We have a nice breeze coming in here, and it's awesome to see uh, all the patrons coming out supporting the uh, the Corn Ferry golfers today. It's uh, it's a fun day out here, Smitty. It is. Uh, you a big boat guy, Connor? Do you ever jump in in Lake Michigan and take the three hour tour? I mean, we used to have a boat, so what ah. we did. Uh, yes, I, I was a big boat. Were guy, you a but... sailing guy, or was this just kind of more of a? A speedboat Miami Vice tribute. This was a, a ski boat. My dad was a water skier for about, give or take, 20 years. Really? So he was very good at it. Did not pass those jeans down to me. I can barely even get up on skis. But I do enjoy <laughs> a good boat day. Um, and every once in a while, uh, I will get lucky enough to uh, get invited to a boat on Lake Michigan. That's always a great time. You guys want story time real quick of another Elijah Herbal near-death experience? On after a, we on a these boat? Areas? Yes. The store, the 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 ocean was angry, angry, my friend. Are we going to start with the Costanza setup here? No, no so it was uh, actually Lake of the Ozarks. Look at you, and you and Marty Bird just laundering money. So we're down in in Branson, and we get a little like an afternoon boat tour. It should be all nice. And I've seen the pictures. It's it's probably based on how young I look in these pictures. Probably one of my first memories. I was probably somewhere in that two to three years old range, and it was so traumatizing. I'll never forget it. We're out in this boat, and as we're out in this boat, like a a, a decently long little just sightseeing tour, uh, a storm rolls through. And this was a vicious thunderstorm. I am talking, they sent us below deck. None of the tables and chairs were bolted down. So it's me as like a a three-year-old trying to avoid chairs and tables going flying. Chaos. I, th- I thought, like, I was going to die, and this is probably as a two- or three-year-old not knowing what the concept of death even was, but I remember how terrifying it was, and I, I had to overcome that that fear of boats. We went on a cruise following my eighth-grade year, uh, going into high school for my grandparents' 50th wedding anniversary, and I did not like getting on that boat, and it took some, not even therapy, just some recollection and some, some talking about it with my family to understand that my fear of boats, which I have since overcome, was developed from a very young age whenever I almost died on Lake of the Ozarks. You've had a lot of almost with the uh, the near death. But I'm still here. They can't take me down, baby. No, nope. the uh, the boat rides, though, are awesome. Uh, get here, experience that. No Michael, thunderstorms in the forecast. <laughs> Michael Brunts, this uh, is for you. Gopher and Doc are waiting. Uh, if we look to the Twitter feed, as Bruncey was asking if we can ride the boat. Yes, you can get on the boat, Bruncey, and put on the, uh, the, the the life jacket. We were taking water in the ocean in Ireland last year. This was the Sunday after the Nebraska and Northwestern game last year. Captain Ted had, it wasn't a yacht, but it was bigger than the boat I had in Western Nebraska that my grandpa had. And it was great. It had a below deck area. We ate seafood on, on the, uh, you know, on, on the, the deck and it was great. And Ireland Eye is this tiny, tiny, tiny little island uh, outside of the village of, of, of Hoth, or Haith, Hoth, whatever, uh, is where we were staying. So it's great. You have like four lighthouses. It's kind of the northeast quarter of of Dublin extended. There's a little uh, peninsula that jets out, and then there's there's where all the, the boats are docked. And uh, we went out there, Cranach's buddy Ted, 
hooked it up. We were there, and then there was just a little too much water coming in. So about halfway out to Ireland's Eye, we uh, turned around, came back, and and finished our uh, our seafood extravaganza and had some beers in the lighthouse. Did they give you, like, a, a bucket to stay afloat? No, they, they said, Schmidt, you're asthmatic, you stay up top. <laughs> here's, here's a Geddes, just stay out of the way. So, yeah, that was interesting. I mean, it, it was technically ocean, but you were close enough to Ireland's eye that hmm. it, was, it, was, it was beautiful. I mean, they flooded everyone's... Uh, timelines with with the pictures about about a year ago as we were getting ready but and, and talking about boats just always reminds me of that it's always sunny in philadelphia episode i think maybe for the younger audience connor might know what i'm talking about the implication episode i, I won't get into it on the air but <laughs> just talking about boats and owning a boat always always reminds me of that episode for those out there that know they know i don't think i can talk too much about okay. it on the air but. best day is when you buy or sell the boat right that's what uh, the, the the wives or girlfriends would say. So, guys, let's talk a little bit here about Nebraska and uh, the single-digit numbers handed out. Reimer, Billy Kemp, Sims, Gifford, uh, your early clubhouse leaders for captains, I would think, as well. But we talked a lot yesterday about that difference maker Nebraska needs to have on each side of the football. You presume that Sims and Kemp can be that on offense with the offensive line getting their... Uh, stuff together Reimer and Gifford at that second and third level uh, Gifford's really a talented player that's that's going to thrive I think in this 3-3-5 and as it translates to wins Mitch Sherman always puts out a really good story or two or three or ma- many uh, with the athletic and he got into the the expectation part of things with you know what what is the number and if you're over six, you've overachieved year one if you're coach rule. If you're at six, you've probably hit the mark and you're ahead of schedule uh, based on what you've done in first years at your other two stops. If you're below six and you don't get to bowling, it's a little bit rough because I, I think there's a lot of folks, and I think the coaches would say this too, you got to put it all together, but there's enough groceries to make a good meal, i.e. get to that six or better number. Have you guys settled in yet? I mean, I know the number, and, and Brennan chimes in, that uh, the, the number for Nebraska-Minnesota is plus six and a half right now. Uh, that is dropped down. It was eight and a half to start the season, despite some of the injury or slash guys missing practice this week that Rule touched on. You, you, you think they'll be ready. You don't know how stable the offensive line is going to be on the left side as they continue to coach guys up, but... I think that's six and a half, taking Nebraska in the points. I, I, I may do that. Uh, I, I think it can be one of those close ball games, dare I say, but maybe it gets done the right way to finish out if you're Nebraska. So, Well, that six and a half number is interesting because what is that? That's a one-score game. And if Nebraska starts <laughs> It's a one-score game against Minnesota. If, ne- if Nebraska covers but does not win that game, if they lose by one score against Minnesota, the first game under rule, Oh, it's going to be a fun post-game show, Schmidt. Listen, well, you know what, though? I, I think, you know, your memory is son of a bee. Nebraska is now 7-26, and 26, not under Frost, but 7-26 and 26 in their last series of one-score games. If you lose your first one under the new coach, but you play better, and Minnesota just out-executes, it, it's 
going to sting, and you can absolutely go, here we go again. But it's, it's not the same context. It's not the same situation. New team, new staff, and same, same ask. It's a tough opener for Nebraska on the road. At least it's not in Ireland this year. But it's, you're going to Champaign or you're going to Illinois again. If you go back to the 2019 season, you're always opening up on the road. In this instance, you're kicking off the college football season. You're not doing it abroad but you are doing it uh, against Minnesota. I like this. Give me the Gophers game one, two, or three because they're vastly different game five through 12. Mm-hmm. They get better. They develop depth, and they become a real pain in the neck for a lot of teams in the Big Ten West and beyond. They're that type of program. They get better as the year goes on. They have uh, survived. Survived some teams there as a power five supposed to be better than even that 11 and two season, you go back to that. They were lucky to be three and zero in 2019. And then what really kind of catapulted them confidence wise was their demolition of Nebraska that cold night on a Saturday. So we get back to that six number and you look at what ESPN predicts right around 5.7. You have some Vegas spots say the over under six and a half. And, And I think, you know, the goal should be six. And you can look at the schedule and talk yourself into some wins. But I think a lot of Nebraska fans right now, there is no ink. They are, they are going to fill out their, their garage schedule, fellas, in, in pencil, just based on how the last few years have gone, despite it being a new regime. Yeah, I think both of the, the spread number and the overall number, I think, is fair. I think six and a half at Minnesota is a fair number. I think six wins or six and a half on the over-under for Nebraska's win total is also a pretty fair number and a touch on that one score loss thing that you were talking about Schmitty, the the record of 7 and 26 and i agree i if mean they if they lose right right <laughs> it, if they lose but if they go out and lose and i agree with you they show signs of life and they show signs of what they can be because it will be game 1 obviously that will go i think a, a pretty long way being the first game under new coach but i think it'll be the here we go again conversation if it's one of those instances where, say, you hold uh, the opponent to 15 yards in the second half and you still end up losing. You can't lose a way that'll make you want to throw up after the game. You gotta, if you're gonna lose that way, you gotta make sure that you're in the game and you're not losing it in some heartbreaking fashion or you're not blowing an 11 point lead or whatever the case may be. Well, think about how many games this year, as we look at it right now, are probably gonna be one score games in the fourth quarter. You started off with Minnesota. In the fourth quarter, that Absolutely. should be a one score game based on talent. I say the same about Colorado. Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech, we'll see. They should be wins, but I'll, I'll wait. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of, lot of yeah. should-bes. You've reevaluated the should-be part from your vocabulary. Yes, and then you, you look further ahead in the schedule. Illinois should be a one-score game in the fourth. That's how Bielema plays. Northwestern, you would think based on how much of a mess they'd be, Nebraska should be able to, uh, to win that game by multiple scores. But then again, it's the Big Ten, and that's how the, the lower half of the Big Ten tends to go, a whole bunch of one-score games. Michigan State's likely a one-score game. Maryland in the fourth quarter, likely a one-score game. It might be high scoring, but likely you're going to have a chance. Wisconsin and Iowa both realistically could be one-score games in that fourth quarter. Look at just how much of a difference this season's going to have. I mean, you could realistically, if you're perfect in one-score games late, you could realistically be 8-4 and or 9-3. and three. I'm mm-hmm. not saying Nebraska's going to get there, but there's a lot of games that should be close it's on this like schedule. And if Nebraska can pull out a one-score game in Mar- or in, uh, against Minnesota week one, 
I look at this season a whole lot differently than I do right now if you're able to improve that record in one-score games because that's just how the Big Ten is. You're going to be playing in a lot of close games in the fourth quarter. Are you able to hit that 75 yards rushing in the fourth? And are you able to, you know what, come back from down three when you start the fourth quarter and win or hold on to that, that three-point lead when the fourth quarter starts? That's going to be a huge key to this. Can season. you just break even? Can you break even in one-score games and not be totally awful mm-hmm. in one-score games. And there's going to be a difference. Do you lose a one-score game by someone else who's on scholarship making a play and getting in field goal range? Do you lose that way versus your own stupidity or lack of execution or it's just sloppy football? Because Nebraska's been betting against Nebraska for a, a few years here. And it's, it's turned the other way. We'll check in with Brandon Vogel. He's coming up from HaleVarsity.com and Magazine at Brandon L. Vogel. Get his take on that uh, magic six number. Uh, see what he seems to think uh, with the projections. And also, how about putting some money down? Vegas will be the place uh, when we talk Big Ten Championship. Hale Varsity continues as we're at the Pinnacle Bank Championship Day 1, Round 1 here at the Club at Indian Creek. Come on by and uh, log on. PinnacleBankChampionship.com to get your ticket information.